you know, it's not often you get to do something you really love uh, for a living. Nothing, nothing better than having that job that uh, allows you to be in an environment that you really enjoy. Uh, today's guest is, is one of those people. Uh, he has nearly 30 years of boating experience, starting back when he was a teenager. His parents bought their first boat, and he was hooked ever since. Uh, he spent 20 years in the boating industry so far on Table Rock Lake, and he even met his wife, Erin, while working at What's Up Dock. Uh, many of you know him from uh, Table Rock Boats, and we're talking about Nick Cruz. Nick works in sales uh, at Table Rock Boats, and he's going to share with me um, all sorts of things about the boating industry and how COVID has affected their inventory and, and finding the right boat for the right application and uh, some of the, the cool features that you can find on boats nowadays. We thought it would be cool to actually take this outdoors and do the interview in person down on the dock, and that's what we did. So stick around, it's gonna be fun. Welcome to Visit Table Rock, the official podcast of Table Rock Lake, with your host, Mark Newsom. Nick, pleasure to have you here. Thank you, Mark. It's a pleasure <laughs> to be here. Um, Give me a little bit of background on, on uh, you, personally. Uh, I know that you've lived the lake life for a number of years now. I have. Uh, so my parents bought our first boat when I was 14. Um, and it just, it really, it stuck with me. Um, I absolutely gained an affinity for it. I absolutely love it. Everything about boating, the lifestyle, the memories that families make together doing it. And... Uh, in the early 2000s, I met my wife, and she was a manager for What's Up Doc here in ah. Kimberling City. And uh, she was beautiful, and she also was a lake girl, and so I went the jackpot there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, in 2004, I started working for the Port of Kimberling Marina. And uh, I did leave for about a year and a half and got a real job and decided that that was horrible, and I wanted to come back to working <laughs> at the lake. So I've been back since. Awesome. Yeah. It's it's hard to uh, pass up a job where you can be around the water and be around boats and everything. Absolutely. I don't know about you, but I've I've feel the same way about boats and boating and all that. And my wife teases me because we can be on a long road trip and I'll see an old boat setting on the ground in a pasture somewhere and my eyes just zip over yep. to it, you know. Yep. So, so some of the things that I wanted to talk about today, visit with you about was um, the boats and um, and finding a perfect fit for your particular situation. So you have right. customers that come in, I'm sure. Uh, let me back up just a little bit. I want to cover last year, especially before <laughs> we get into that, because yeah. uh, I know from talking to people in, in your line of work and in the RV business that uh, when people were quarantined, mm -hmm. they didn't have very many options as far as getting the family together right. and, and going places. Right. 
Um, <clears throat> flying somewhere was pretty much off limits completely. And so they were looking at opportunities that they could take. And so a lot of people bought RVs that had yep. never owned an RV before. And likewise with boats. Yep. So last year, I'm guessing, was a pretty decent year as far as... It was, absolutely. Um, and it's exactly like you said, Mark. I mean, we we really saw people weren't flying, people weren't traveling, and the way that their family could still get away, have kind of a vacation feel, was to get out on the water and get into a boat. And uh, it was an excellent year. And, and uh, you probably went through a lot of inventory. Absolutely. Which um, segues to <laughs> current time. Absolutely. So... <laughs> In a typical year, you know, you get into the July-August time frame, people are still shopping. And um, last year we got into that, you know, end of July, 1st of August time frame, and we were down to about eight new boats in inventory, where that time of year typically we would have between 20 and 30 mm -hmm. new boats in inventory. Um, and I, I don't want to necessarily jump ahead of you here, but mm -hmm. I think what you're getting at is leading into this year, what that did for us is uh, a lot of the people that were shopping that July, August timeframe last year, they went ahead and ordered a boat over the winter this year. So, uh, you know, most of us salesmen actually doubled our wintertime orderings for specific customers, putting a name on a boat for them, uh, which led into this year. And that took up all of our stock inventory slots mm -hmm. and coming into season this year, we basically had no boats. Wow. So what's the future look like as far as getting new inventory in? Um, you know, I mean, the manufacturers are struggling, uh, as with most industries, um, supply chain issues. You know, their manufacturers of parts for the boats are struggling to keep up um, between uh, employee, you know, labor struggles, um, people being out with COVID and having to quarantine, stuff like that. Um, and it's put them behind which then ripple effects all the way through to us. Um, you know, I really, I think we will see inventories probably in the next 18 months or so, probably build back up to where they normally should be. Um, but, you know, right now between our various four brands that we carry, uh, currently we have four new boats in inventory. Most everything we have coming this year still, we do have stuff coming, but a a good chunk of it has a name on it as a pre-sold already. Yeah. Somebody's already right committed to it. Yeah, right. So back in the day when I was a kid growing up, uh, boats uh, were pretty basic. Even mm -hmm. even you know the the most expensive day cruiser didn't have what the boats have today. Right. Uh, I know in the automotive industry, for instance, uh, the rental car industry, uh, they sold off a lot of their inventory last year uh, because of COVID and people weren't yep. renting cars. And now that they've sold all that inventory off and they're trying to replenish it, they're running into the, the chip issue. Yep. Do you have electronics on these boats that are also preventing that portion of it from being delivered? No, not chips? really. Um, we haven't seen it with the, the chips and the electronics per se. Um, I mean, Mastercraft, for instance, one of the brands we carry, um, they've been struggling various parts of the boat, windshields, surf tabs, things like that. Um, Regal, we really haven't seen any specific part causing delays. Um, Tritunes, it's been uh, motors, trying to get motors oh, wow. has been a, an issue for us a little bit. So like Hondas and Mercs and all that, mm -hmm. everybody's 
having yeah. the same supply chain issues, I guess yep. is what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. So um, how was the boat shows? Now, for people listening, uh, if, if they're not familiar with the boat show season, that's usually in January and February. January, February. So this last year, um, just with COVID restrictions and everything still going on, we didn't do Kansas City boat show like we normally do. We didn't have a Springfield boat show like we normally do. So the only boat show we actually had and did this year uh, was our spring uh, in-water boat show that we host every year mm-hmm. uh, down here at our sales dock. Um Basically, most of our uh, other dealers in the area were here, um, but with limited inventory, we right. didn't have a lot to show people this year. Wow! Yeah, and I've, I think it's a lot like the uh, the real estate business, uh, and and I don't. I've heard so many different stories, but maybe get your take on it. Is why are people so interested in buying things right now? I mean, it's I, I saw a sign. Up here at Harder House parking lot, somebody says, uh, can we buy your pontoon boat? Right. You know, I mean, I think some of it is still just carrying over from last year. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, travel restrictions have started lifting a bit. People are traveling again. Um, But I feel like with the boat craze last year blowing up, I think it's got that more on people's minds, maybe. I don't know really what it is. it's 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 been interesting it, it's um it's definitely not slowing down right all right so moving forward now that we've got a lot of the covid stuff out of the way and, and people are starting to uh, get back out and enjoy things mm-hmm. um let's talk about the the fit now i guess that's a, yeah, now's absolutely. a good time to be talking about that so <laughs> so let's say you have a first-time buyer mm-hmm. uh, they've always used somebody else's boat or they've rented or before or whatever right. and they came in you have all these different scenarios you have uh, older couples you have young couples with young kids you have uh, you know uh, all sorts of mixed families and things like that tell me if someone was uh, coming in with a large family and they had a, a, a pretty good budget what kind of boat would you try to put them in you know I mean everybody is very different um something that you know table rock boats all of our guys work very hard to do is to spend the time with the customers ask the questions um find out really how they see themselves using the boat um how many people they're going to boat with you know i i like to use the 80 20 rule how many people are you going to boat with 80 percent of the time because that's that's a good idea right exactly you know you, you'll get people that come in and, well, I mean, we really need something that'll hold 16 people, okay? How often do you boat with 16 people? Well, you know, <laughs> once a year, once every couple years, okay. Let's not look at it for those times. Let's look at how you're going to use it the majority of the time. Um, you know, are they going to be doing water sports? Are they just looking for cruising? Uh, you know, really ask those questions. Find out how they're going to use the boat. Um, and that will kind of steer us toward what is going to be the best fit for their family. If they're really athletic family and they're wanting to get into the water sports, skiing, wakeboarding, wake surfing, stuff like that, mm-hmm. we're probably going to look at and talk about something like a Mastercraft, you know, your toe sports boats. Right. Um, if really they're just going to mostly cruise, they might do some of that stuff. Okay. A pontoon or just a regal runabout, mm-hmm. you know, um, may be more their style because they can do those things behind them 
but that's not their primary focus for what they're wanting to accomplish with the boat. Years ago, pontoon boats used to be just a, a, I call it a, a putsy craft. <laughs> right. Uh, and they would always hang a 40 horse on the back of them. And that's probably a, a, a selling feature is that, yeah, you can buy this for X amount of dollars, but it only comes with 40 horse. And then you right. can, you can uh, refit it with whatever horsepower they need. But nowadays, I'm seeing twin engine, you know, <laughs> on these tritunes. Uh, these things will do anything that a runabout would do. I mean, you can right. you could uh, tow. I don't know about uh, you know uh, surfing behind one, of course, but right. But for all other practical purposes of, of you know enjoying a boat and having enough room for the whole family and the and and your kids' friends and things like that, uh, I've I've kind of seen Table Rock become more of a, a pontoon lake. Absolutely, I mean, absolutely. I mean, tritunes have really blown up for us um, the last few years because they're exactly like you said, Mark. They're you can put big motors on them. Um, I've got customers that have tritunes that run you know fifty plus miles an hour. That's um, fast. <laughs> exactly. Um, I don't know why you need to go that fast, um, but they're also it's it's not like I sometimes say it's not Grandpa's pontoon boat anymore. Right. You know, they're very luxurious, mm-hmm. um, big motors, all kinds of options, great stereos. It's it's very accommodating for a lot of people. So, what brands do you carry? In so we carry Barletta, which is actually a, a relatively new company. The gentleman that started it actually came out of the RV industry and manufactured uh, RVs for about 30 years, high-end brands, Mm -hmm. and always been a boater. And he basically took, uh, when he sold off his last company, he decided he wanted to start a pontoon company or tritoon company. And Mm -hmm. he hired heads from all your top tier builders and said, you know, what can we do better? How can we improve? Um, and I really think he, he hit the nail on the head. They're very luxurious. They're very practical. He also looks at a lot of stuff in the boat from that RV mindset. How can we maximize and utilize space or what else could this do? You know, rather than just be a door, let's put legs on it and turn it into a tabletop. (laughs) Right. right. It's probably like the RV industry in that, uh, manufacturers come up with something innovative and then other people copy it. Oh, 100%. You probably see that a lot. 100%. Uh, we used to see that in the RV business. I had a, a client down in Texas that uh, that that uh, was a pretty good size RV dealer, and they would travel to uh, Indiana, mm-hmm. uh, where I think the bulk of all of those are manufactured, and I got to go with them one time. And yeah, like if they were going to put in a laundry chute uh, that went down into the basement of a fifth wheel, mm-hmm. then you could almost guarantee it the next year that some of the others are going to pick that up. So price point wise, and I know you carry a lot of different brands. What's, what's something that is probably more of an entry level pontoon boat. So we also carry another brand called Godfrey, uh, which Godfrey actually was the first company to build an all aluminum uh, pontoon. Mm -hmm. So they've been in business over 60 years. Um, A lot of people don't know them by the name Godfrey, but they know them by their, um, sub names, which is their different trim levels. So Sweetwater, Aqua Patio, oh, yeah. Sandpan, those are all Godfrey boats. Ah. Um, we carry the Sweetwaters, which, you know, you can do a 2286 is probably one of our most popular boats. Fits into a great price point. Uh, you can do it with a 150 and it's a 15 person capacity boat with that 150 because of the bigger tunes that Godfrey puts under them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
you can see speeds almost 40 miles an hour out of a 150 on this boat. Um, and it's going to fall in that, you know, around $50,000 price mm -hmm. point range, depending on how it's optioned out and motor and stuff like that. Gotcha. Uh, a particular manufacturer is, are they locked into a particular outboard? Uh, that really varies. That really varies dealer to dealer. So we are a Yamaha dealer as well as a Mercury dealer. Mm -hmm. So we can put either one of those on our boats. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I'm I'm just wondering when people come down to the lake, and uh, you know, I always recommend that if you don't own a boat, maybe go someplace like What's Up Dock and rent one. Yep. How often have you steered people in that direction if they weren't quite ready to buy and say, why don't you try out one of these Regals over here or, or one of the pontoon boats? Uh, do you find that as a benefit for yeah. the, the oh, yeah. buyer to be able to kind of uh, test the you water? Know, and that's, uh, I mean, shoot, when I used to help run What's Up Doc years ago, um, I would have customers that were doing their homework and they would rent different brands at different mm -hmm. places before they actually bought their boat because they wanted to really get a half a day or a full day on the water in that brand to really feel it out. Um, I've had many, many customers that have come to me from renting a boat down at What's Up Dock and, hey, we really, really liked these Regals. Yeah. Tell me more about them. Yeah. Well, you, you guys were like in the top 10 Regal dealers in the nation, weren't you? For yeah, we've been uh, top 10 many, uh, several years. We're pretty much always top 20. Uh, and then we actually, Boating Industry Magazine, the last six years, we've been a top 100 dealer for Boating Industry Magazine wow. uh, out of all the dealers in North America. So where did all that start? Was it down here at, by the way, we are at Port of Kimberling uh, on, on the sales dock, would mm -hmm. you, yeah, on the sales dock for uh, Table Rock Boats. Um, where did all this start? Uh, so the company actually originally started uh, just two cousins that uh, were managers for the Port of Kimberling Marina, um, brokering boats for customers in the marina and selling boat lifts into the marina. And uh, they did that for several years, and then they actually branched out and started selling houseboats. I remember that. Mm -hmm. Sold quite a few houseboats. Yeah. We had those couple display boats up above the old marina, mm -hmm. marina office, and, uh, and then course you know everybody knows what happened 2008 2009 2010 time frame yep <laughs> um most of the houseboat manufacturers closed their doors quit building boats for a while uh so, so you kind of had to shift gears like right that. and uh that's actually when they picked up the regal line was our first uh new line for pleasure boating so we picked up regal in 2010 uh and then as the company was growing, they really wanted to broaden their offerings um, and be a, a very well-rounded dealer. So we picked up our first Tritune line, which was Godfrey. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, we started talking uh, about wanting to pick up a towboat line. And the opportunity came for us to pick up the Mastercraft line, which... That's like the cream of the crop. It really it? is. And, uh, it's you a know, name so that's been around for years. Absolutely. Well it was respected. kind of a no-brainer to you know, pick up the Mastercraft line. Right. So we actually picked them up in fall of 2014. And uh, with that came another uh, location over in Shell Knob. So we expanded on the lake as well. And then... Uh, it was 2009, 
2019, probably, that uh, we picked up Barletta when they were still very, very new. Um, mm-hmm. We'd kind of been watching that company uh, grow. Um, doing so do you homework. approach them or they approach you? Honestly, I don't even know how that all came <laughs> about. I don't know if we went to them or if they came to us. Uh, but it was the, the way Bill operates that business. Um, it's very, very customer oriented, very, very customer centered, which is how we operate ours. And so that was just, again, a no brainer for us, um, to get in with them. So you guys started out here, uh, uh, right next to what's up doc. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh, and then you built your first store, uh, on 13. So, uh, Originally, we were just this little tiny office down here next to us that's on the same dock as What's Up Dock, and Mm -hmm. we had four slips uh, there at the front of What's Up Dock, and that was our sales location. That's a perfect location yeah, (laughs) for test drives. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. So then when uh, Marine Max left the marina, the marina obviously owned that dock, so we picked that dock up as well to expand out on the water here, Mm -hmm. and then... uh, we opened our first, our main showroom here in Kimberling uh, in spring. Eh, I think our grand opening was June of 2014. Wow. Yeah. I was there. Yep. Yeah. So, a new store is going in, new dealership in uh, Arkansas and Beaver Lake. Yep. So, where is that going to be located? So, it's... Have you honest, picked, picked a place yet? Yes. We oh. have land down there. I don't remember exactly. It's on one of the main highways down there in Rogers. Um and I don't know a lot of the details as far as, you know, when construction's supposed to start, when it's supposed to officially be open, but um, it's all in process. And well, the economic growth of Northwest Arkansas, I would think that'd be an ideal place yeah. there as well. So. Yeah, absolutely. And Beaver's a lot like Table Rock, even a little bit slower than Table Rock and just an absolutely beautiful lake. Been on so, that a few times. Of course, we try to stay focused on Table Rock Lake because that's <laughs> what the podcast is all about. Yep. But um, you know, when you talk about how big Table Rock Lake is, you know, there's various figures, but 750 to 800 miles of shoreline. Right. That's a pretty decent sized lake. Uh, I, I mentioned in several podcasts before that I spent a lot of my younger years on on Table, or I mean, on uh, Lake Ozarks, mm-hmm. and uh, it's you know about twice the size of this. But this is a real pristine lake. Um, for somebody that just wants to get out and sightsee, what's going to be a good fit for that? Is a Regal runabout probably really good for covering a lot of distance? Yeah, yeah for covering a lot of ground. Um, the Regals, they're a fantastic riding boat. Um, they're a very nice, luxurious boat. Um, and yeah, for just basic cruising, that's an absolutely perfect boat. I was at What's Up Doc uh, earlier this year, and a guy had a, uh, I want to say it was a Glastron mm-hmm. jet boat, which I didn't know they made. And it was a real pretty boat. It's small, wife and two kids, and said, hey, how do you like it? Because I used to have a Glastron Carlson way back in the day. <laughs> and uh, he says, well, you know what? He says, I like the boat, except it sucks gas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean... But you don't offer any we don't, jet boats. We yeah. don't. Um, you know, we've taken them in, in on trade. We've brokered them for people before. Um, a lot of people go jet boats um, from the safety standpoint, you know, not having a prop, mm-hmm. not having a lower unit, stuff like that. Moms 
think that's safe, feel that, that that's more safe. And, and, you know, it might be, I mean, any boat can be safe if operated sure. properly, correctly. Um, my experience with jet boats, um, and, and I'm not knocking them, I'm not dissing them. They all have, right. all boats have their place. But sure. um, jet propulsion, it takes a lot more horsepower to get the same performance out of it because you lose so much through the jet thrust. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of, you know, 21, 22, 23 foot jet boats have twin motors. Yeah. You and know? I think this glass round did. Yeah. So then you also have twice the oil changes, you know, twice the maintenance and they run a higher RPM as well. So you're well, you really touched on something good there too. It's like, for instance, uh, Taylor is joining us over in the corner here. <laughs> on a barletta what's the annual maintenance on a boat like what he's on right now the nice thing about tritunes is you don't have to winterize them um you know when that boat is up on a lift motor straight up and down basically all the water drains out of it so really you're looking at oil change filter changes and an impeller in the spring um price wise i don't know honestly on that because we've got our service department that handles all that um, but I, I say you don't have to winterize it. I do recommend to customers that if they are not going to use the boat at all over the course of the winter, mm-hmm. it's not a bad idea to have us winterize it. Basically, all we're doing is running a gallon of antifreeze through it mm-hmm. to lubricate the impeller and the housing just sure. so it can't stick and tear a blade and right. less water draw and possible overheat. Right. Um, but, you know, as you know, and most people that are probably listening to this, they're table rock people we get so many nice 60 70 degree days through the winter we got customers that'll go out in december january exactly one of them i've done christmas day boat rides before i've done new year's day boat rides taylor wakeboarded one year in december so well well, that's why a lot of bass fishermen use outboards because the fact that it doesn't have to be winterized like an inboard outboard or an inboard would uh, but again, it's it depends on what your lifestyle is and what you're needing right. it for. Uh, if you're a bass tournament fisherman and you're going out on a lake in January, which I've, <laughs> I've joked before with with my wife, we'll be driving over the highway, you know, I mean down the highway over over the lake on 13 in the middle of winter. It's just blustery cold, and I look out and there's, there's bass guys boats, out there fishing. And I go, must be a tournament. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm more of the fair weather fisherman. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Or and I, I'm not a catcherman. I am a fisherman, but not a catcherman. Right, hundred percent me. Well, listen, uh, I really enjoyed having you today, yeah, and thank you. and I appreciate um, you spending the time and, and to explain things to folks about uh, the various options. Um, I think we covered most things. We've we've covered uh, the tritunes and the runabouts and the and the wakeboard boats mm-hmm. and things like that. That does remind me of a real quick story. Uh, I had gone to one of the boat shows a few years back and ran into Ryan mm-hmm. and uh, there was a Mastercraft. Of course, they're awesome boats. I mean, there's there's no mm-hmm. doubting that at all. Uh, the quality and everything. And I looked at the price tag and I went, holy cow. Yeah. I said, who who buys these kinds of boats? Because at the time, I think the, the boat I was looking at was more than my house. <laughs> and uh, I said, so it's got it's got to be older people that you know are, are financially stable and all that and he says no he says they're they're younger people yeah that are buying it and i go wow so what are 
the financing options for boats nowadays, because I know we were talking about RVs earlier. Some of those RVs you can get them for 10 years. So if you're buying like a $175,000 boat or $225,000 boat, what kind of loans you know, can you get on things like Talking that? to our financial gal that does all of our F&I stuff for mm-hmm. us, um, you know, on, on some of these higher price point boats, she said some of our banks that we work with will go, you know, 15, some of them even maybe possibly 20 years on loans. Wow. Yeah. So it makes that monthly payment a lot more affordable right. when you're talking about something like that. Because it is like like a mortgage used to be you know, years ago. So anyway, but well, listen, thank you very much. I enjoyed it. Thank and, you. Uh, My and, pleasure. And I think this is a great idea to do it down here. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. It's never a bad day sitting down here at the Oh, bar. never. Especially now that we moved into the shade a little bit. Yep. Thanks for tuning in to Visit Table Rock, the official podcast of Table Rock Lake. We hope you'll subscribe and be sure to check out our website at visittablerock.com.